At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Welcome to the Girl CEO Podcast, the playground for female entrepreneurs. My name is Ronnie Brown, and I'm the author of Amazon's best-selling book, From Mopping Floors to Making Millions, and was once a teen mom turned millionaire business mentor. I created my Girl CEO community for women like you. Girl CEO, you are a trailblazer, a creative, an innovator, a boss, and a woman who knows that she deserves more. Join me each week while we uncover what it truly takes to be your own boss and become a successful girl CEO. And don't worry, sis, I got you. First question I get is how do you stay, you know, committed as an entrepreneur? You know, one of the things that I've realized over time is that some days that you, you know, some days you are committed. Some days you are committed to the goal. Some days you are committed to the outcome. And some days you need encouragement. And the, the way that I stay committed is honestly, I know that I have things that I have to do. I also know that I have people that I have to provi- provide for. So I can't really play around. So for all of you all who are in that space where you feel like one day you're motivated uh, to build your business and then the next day you're kind of like, all over the place. I want to just, you know, make sure that I tell you that that's completely normal, right? The biggest thing that most people struggle with when it comes to business and entrepreneurship is staying course, staying on the course, right? And that is getting up every day, doing something towards building your business. And it's not always I'm motivated every single day. Right. People try to make it seem that seem that way, especially, you know, people online. Right. You get people's highlight reels and they make it seem like they get up every day and they're ready to rock and roll. But let me just share. I'm going to tell you all the truth. Some of your favorite influencers, entrepreneurs, millionaire people that you follow, they have days where they get up and they don't want to do shit. Trust me. I have days where I need motivation as well. When I'm going through things in my personal life and I'm not really mentally in a space to focus on business, but we all have to just push ourselves. So if you feel like, you know, this this may not be for you just because you're having those days, then I want you to reevaluate some things. You may be looking at somebody's highlight reel, right? No one is going to tell you the days where they're drained. No one's going to tell you the days where they're going through personal shit with their families, People aren't going to tell you the days where they're going through issues in their relationships, whatever it is, it does affect their business. Okay. And when you are going through stuff like that, you got to boost yourself back up and say, all right, I got to get going. I got to get my energy right. I got to get refocused. Um, You still have to set, set some goals for yourself so you can actually achieve those goals. 
that's 100% normal, okay? So don't think that because you're feeling discouraged or you're having a shitty day or you wake up some days and you really don't even know if you want to be an entrepreneur anymore, that you weren't made for it, okay? Even if you're not an entrepreneur, let me just stress this. I have so many people who are in corporate America that follow me and they aren't running businesses. It takes a lot to work in corporate America as well. It, sometimes it can be harder working in corporate America than it is, you know, working for yourself because you have to deal with certain people. At least in entrepreneurship and running a business, you have a choice, you know, but corporate America can be very stressful. You have to um, abide by other people's rules, bathroom breaks, lunchtime, people you really don't fucking like. <laughs> Let's just be honest, right? And you got to suck it up. You got to pay. You got to play fake with everybody. So the stress for entrepreneurship is half the half the side of it. But there are people who are 100% drained in corporate America as well. So sometimes we try to act like, oh, people that work jobs, they have it so easy. Well, no, they don't. The the thing that I'm starting to see with business owners is that most of most of the people who are trying to shift into entrepreneurship, they're not shifting there because they're called to be entrepreneurs, right? Most of them are shifting in that direction, honestly, truly, because they don't like direction. They don't like to receive direction from other people. They don't like people to tell them what to do, okay? And if you are kind of shifting into entrepreneurship, because you don't like people to give you direction or you don't like to, people to tell you what to do, then you're going to realize that it's so much more to entrepreneurship than just having the freedom and the ability to do what you want to do on your time. OK, you're going to run into some other demons. OK, because let me be very honest with you all. When I worked a nine to five, I could bullshit. I could bullshit. You know, I could bullshit all day. I could look busy. I could act like I was working when I wasn't and I could still get paid. Okay. Like, can we just y'all best friends? Y'all know y'all friend is honest. Okay. <laughs> How many y'all should be on here? Yes. And up like, yes, because a lot of y'all are doing that shit right now. Okay. You can sit there. The clock is just ticking. You're getting that coin. No one really knows you're doing the bare minimum. So they will not say that you haven't done anything. Okay, shuffling a few papers, minimizing, maximizing the screen, taking five to ten bathroom breaks a day, walking around, saying hi to everybody, coming back on in, doing a file or two. Let's keep it 100. Let's keep it real. Okay, this is what we do. But you're still getting paid. Now, the the monster that we run into when we get into business, y'all know I run two companies. Okay, two companies, two separate companies. Y'all know I have Holistic. All right. And I also have girl CEO. OK, the monster that I've ran into, and I'm going to keep it 100 with you all, is when I transitioned from corporate America into entrepreneurship was me being a professional bullshitter and me being used to getting paid by the hour. I've been a full time entrepreneur now for over 10 years. OK, it is a little different. OK, what I realize is. I would only get paid for the work that I did. So that's when the true challenge 
started to come in because it wasn't about going around telling everyone I was an entrepreneur anymore. It was about I was not getting paid unless I got a sale. Okay. And I learned that in order for me to get a sale, that I had to do a whole lot of work just to get one sale. Okay. So how I could sit at a desk all day and, and count down the hours and know that money was flowing to me. Okay. That was over. That was over. Those days were over. And I was one of those people, because y'all always ask me like, Ronnie, why do you always say kind of like staying your nine to five, right? Why are you building your business? I was one of those people where I just jumped out there, right? And I just quit the job and I was going full time with my, my business. And I realized that sometimes when you start a business, you have a season when you're, where your business is up and up. Right. And things are going really good. How many of you all y'all know that like you may your first year, your business may boom. Right. Your first year, your supporters may support you. But that second year comes, that third year comes and then that math isn't really mathing anymore. OK, uh, the people are not supporting the way they used to support. The customers aren't doing customer stuff. So you kind of gone through that warm market. Normally, the first year in business, you rock it with your warm market. You have your friends, you got your followers, you got your cousins, you got your mama, your grandmama, all of that stuff. And those people will support you and they'll buy products from you. They'll, you know, they'll represent. But what's going to happen in three to four years? So this is why I normally tell you all to slowly transition Okay, I always tell you all to slow walk that transition and don't be out here on the, you know, fire your ball stuff, especially if you are a mama, if you have responsibilities, if you have children. Okay, so it's it's a little different. So I tell you all to take your time. I tell you all to use the money from the nine to five to invest in marketing. Maybe you're going to do some paid ads. You're going to do some um, some shout outs. Hey, you may do a little bit of everything, okay? But you need to use that nine to five money to grow that business and get that visibility. And even if you're not a mama, come on, best friends, y'all know, best friends, I'm gonna tell y'all the truth. Even if you're not a mama, you cannot, you can't be 30 years old out here doing dumb shit. And when I say dumb shit, y'all know what I mean. Go ahead, y'all need to get y'all friends up in here too. Tag your friends in the chat in the comment section dumb shit is being 30 and just quitting your job having no income and you're like yeah i'm selling jewelry right and then you selling 10 15 earrings and then you you're sitting there calling your best friend like girl you know i'm tired of doing this the lord is telling me to leave you haven't heard from the lord you heard you hearing from your ego the Lord didn't tell you to do a daggone thing, okay? That's your ego. That's your pride, okay? The Lord wouldn't tell you to do anything that is going to require you to be a burden to other people and to position yourself where someone else has to take care of you because you don't want to put the work in. The Lord didn't tell you that. The Lord didn't tell you to quit your job so that you can be living off of your cousin you know, your best friend, leave God out of your mess and your bad decisions. All right. God is not in those bad decisions. 
it's ego. And some of you all continue to say, oh, I'm here from the Lord. Slow walk it. Slow walk it. Transition out smooth, slow, so that you can be confident, okay? So that you can have a reserve, so that you won't be out here worry working. You ever see somebody desperate harassing you? Have you ever got a, a DM on Instagram from someone saying, I'm trying to hit this goal or can you buy this from me? I'm selling this. It would. We're trying to hit a goal of selling 10 books. And deep down inside, you're like, I don't want that book, right? Can we can we have honest conversations? Because y'all know I like to have honest conversations, right? But like, I get people that message me trying to force me into buying their book. You haven't done anything that I want to read about. Listen, we, y'all, I don't understand, okay? Y'all out here writing biographies and books and People, they don't want to read it. And then you, you're forcing it, right? Because now you're DMing people saying, can you do me a favor and buy my book? Or can you do me a favor and buy my product? Okay? People don't want to do you a favor and spend money by doing you a favor. Okay? People want to want what you have. People want to feel like, the thing that you that you have that you're selling, they need it and they want to buy it from you. But when we are worry working, we will sit there and message 50 people every day, begging them, asking for favors for them to buy our products, for them to buy and use our services because we have not showed up as an expert in our field. We have not put the time in. We have not invested in marketing and so forth. So we want to put the pressure on everybody else. So my response to this question, and I guarantee you all, it will never change when it comes to quitting your job prematurely, because everyone's gonna say, my job is stressing me out. That's the first thing y'all say, Ronnie, my job is stressing, out, stressing me out. What about my mental health? Well, let me tell you a secret that none of these entrepreneurs are gonna tell you. You think your damn job is stressing you out. Wait until you start running that goddamn company and people aren't coming to work. Okay. All right. What if you start running that company and things are slow and you have to do everything? You're doing shipping. Okay. You're doing customer service. You're doing admin work. You're doing everything you can think of. Okay. You think that job is stressing you out? Oh my gosh. You are going to be stressed when you are trying to pay your rent and you're selling 10 to $15 earrings and your rent is $1,800. You think you stress now? Imagine the rental office putting that letter on your door and you out here selling $20 earrings and you calculating it up saying, how many pairs of earrings do I have to sell for $20 to get to $1,800 a month? That's my rent. Then I got to pay my car note. Then I got to pay my gas. Then I got to pay my electric. You're gonna realize very quickly that you are more stressed on your own with no income than you were when you were employed. Let me just keep it 100 with you all. I've been hella stressed in life about different things. We all have, okay? I'm not the person that we don't hear act like shit has been perfect for me. But I have been more stressed than ever 
the the times where I look back at my life and I say, when was I most stressed? Um, it was definitely when I was broke. I've gone through stuff when I had money, but when I was broke, <laughs> let me, y'all think y'all stressed now. Wait until you use your whole savings account within 60 to 90 days from quitting a job because you operating out of ego and pride and you forgot when you were praying and asking the Lord, Lord, please let them hire me, Lord Jesus, da, 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 da. and then you got the job and now you, you Hollywood because you did a bending event and you done made two, $300. You know what I'm saying? Now you ready? Now you ready to quit. So the answer to that, I'm gonna go to the next question. Is slow walking. Take your time because those small ticket items that a lot of you are selling, that 20 and 30, 40 bucks, you have to sell a lot of that stuff to get to that $2,000 rent, to get to that $400 car note, to get to that $250 uh, full coverage on your vehicle for insurance, that electric, that those groceries is adding up. You you literally, you're going to have to hustle, hustle. So slow walk it to the place where you can look at your business and you can look at those analytics, best friend. And you can say, okay, we've been going strong for four years now. The the analytics show that over four years, uh, we're making $100,000 a year. Okay? Right? And I'm talking profit. I'm talking profit plus being able to reinvest it in the business and all that good stuff. All right, let's go to these questions real quick. Um, let me see. When you have those, how do you get past the slot moments? I just talked about that. Working your business while still working, full-time job, and finding balance. Okay. Miss always on the go. Let's answer that question. Um, you're going to have to sacrifice. And I think it is important that you know and understand that being able and being open to sacrifice is going to determine how successful you are overall. One of the reasons why people don't succeed is that they aren't willing to sacrifice. So, you know, I get this question a lot. It's like, oh, I go to work at, I have to be to work at nine o'clock. Well, I don't get off until six. Well, how do I find time to run my business? Well, you don't really want it. If you can't sacrifice and you don't feel like you have the capacity to sacrifice, you're not willing to say, um, if I got to be to work at nine, then I'm going to have to start waking up at 545 so I can have an extra two hours to work on my business, then you may not want it bad enough, okay? If you don't want to use your weekend time to you know, work and get some things done, then you're going to have to ask yourself, um, am I really ready for this journey, okay? Because the truth is, let me be very honest with you all. When I was working a nine to five and I was running my business, I didn't even eat lunch, I would go outside, I would open my computer up, and I would spend all my time promoting my business, calling my customers back. I was starving. I started packing my lunch so that I would not use my time to drive anywhere or stand in line for food. I had to create time, okay? So the answer is, are you willing to create time? And what is it that you are truly willing to give up, okay? I gave up lunch breaks. I gave up an extra two or three hours of sleep, okay? 
I gave up my weekends while everyone else was partying and while everyone else was going to happy hour, while everyone else was going out of town. I used all of my time and all of my money to put my business in front of new people. All right. I'm from D.C. So in D.C. we had these things called go-go's. How many of y'all know about go-go? Y'all know about go-go music? Comment in the chat if you know about go-go music. Okay. Well, when I was coming up in my early, you know, 20s, I started entrepreneurship in my 20s. Okay. We used to go to the go-go every weekend. Everyone in D.C. was in the go-go's. All right. We had the Backyard Band, TCB, UCB. CCB, everything that, that was, those were the name of the band. I'm, I'm, I'm a DC girl. Okay. We were at the black hole. We were at the hat shops. We were at the ice box. I mean, everything you can think of, every single club in go go, right? That's where we were at. All right. Well, let me just tell you how bad I wanted it. Shout out to my brother Genghis. All right. Backyard. Always he, he watched me work my ass off, right? And build my business. And literally saw me passing out flyers. This was back in the day when people used to print flyers out, okay, and give them out. <laughs> you won't remember people so walk up and be like, you want this flyer? Want this flyer? Want this flyer? Well, all of my friends, they were going to the go-go every weekend. And while they were begging people, you know, like, let me in. Can we get in the VIP line? We ain't trying to stay in the line. I was going to the people and I was saying, can I set up a table and sell my products in the VIP section while everybody else was shaking their ass, partying, having a good time. I was up there selling my products. People would laugh at me. They would make fun of me, but some would see how far I was willing to go to sell my product and they would support me. So the question is, what are you willing to sacrifice? I sacrificed partying and I traded that for, I'm going to get in front of more people to sell my products. All the guys that were in bands and stuff, they knew me not because I was a girl in the club shaking my ass. I was a girl that was asking them how much would they pay me to set up a table to sell stuff at their events. Okay. That's why you guys see me with like a lot of guys that respect me in business because they respect my hustle and I carry myself like a woman and I never screwed around with the guys. I wanted to get money with the guys. Okay. So I want to stress, what are you willing to give up? Are you willing to give up the club? When all your friends want to go on vacation and they're scraping up their money and saving up, you know, three, four months of their checks to go to these tropical islands. Okay. Are you willing to say y'all have fun? I'm a hold out because the next time I go to a tropical island, my business is going to be automated and I'm going to be creating passive income so that when I go back home from this vacation, I'm not broke. Let me say that again. When your friends are saying we will start saving up in December to go to Hawaii or Puerto Rico or Bali or wherever, wherever they want to go. Okay. Wherever they trying to go, we're going to save up for four months so we can go on this exotic trip and live like this and spend like this and, and, and buy this and go on this rented yacht. Okay. Instead of you saying, great, that money that you were going to take 
to go on a vacation to live this short-term experience, all right, that is not equivalent to what you're going to live when you go home. Because this is what used to get me. I don't want to go somewhere for three to four days and live in luxury. Hey, Tyree. Shout out to Tyree. Hey, bro. Um, live luxury. Live fancy. Um, look at fancy pools, okay? And be in this environment. And then I'm going to go home to the ghetto. That was just, it just always bothered me. Because going out there, I don't know what it does for other people, but when I used to go out there, I used to, it used to make me feel like you need to get to work. And I would see this and I'm thinking, man, look at these people that like have homes in this area. Okay. Look at these people that are actually living out here. Look at these people who have pools in the back of their homes that are living this lifestyle full time. Okay. I used to feel like, damn, why am I out here partying? I need to get back to work. So what would happen to me is I would be on vacation and just looking around me, seeing that people really live in these places that I was vacationing in and they were living there in real life. I would feel convicted. So that wouldn't really work for me. Okay. So what I want to stress is when your girlfriend's trying to tell you to save up 1500 or 2000 or $3,000 for you all to go get a fancy house, a chef, to take some pictures on Instagram to show the world a life that you are not really living in full time, hold out. Say, I'm good. I'm going to use this money. If you save up three, four thousand dollars, do you know what three, four thousand dollars could do for you? Do you know what three to four thousand dollars could do for you? Do you know that you could get a product and turn a fifteen hundred dollar investment into a ten thousand dollar play? So my question is, y'all celebrating, y'all going on vacations, you know, all this stuff. But then you come at home and or and your your mattress on the floor, or you come at home and your rent behind. Some of some people still haven't paid the 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 coronavirus rent. Y'all in back payments, still playing the game, but you didn't go on a vacation. It's like we gotta get our priorities right. Or if you sit there and you saving some money to go on a trip, four or five thousand. You save additional five or six months and you can literally save up $10,000 to invest in your first rental property, Airbnb it out. So you can get that passive income every single month. All right. Listen to me. Some of y'all are saving $4,000 to go to Jamaica, to go to Hawaii. All right. To get a, a, a villa, a chef. Your friend, all y'all putting y'all money together. But just imagine if all of you all took that three to four thousand dollars. If it's five of y'all going on this trip and y'all all can save up five grand, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty five, twenty five thousand. Y'all come together with twenty five bands and y'all say, let's start a business. All five of us will use our influence. OK, all five of us. Fuck a girl's trip. Let's start a girl's business. Let's start a girl's investment group, okay? Let's all five of us to come together and have a goal to get three new Airbnbs this year, okay? So that we can create at least five figures in passive income every month. That's the real play. But you have to be around people who are not just on some other shit. 
because we are in a space where people rather look like they have it going on versus really having it going on. Like we'll do anything for the IG pictures. But for me, it's like, if you, if you go on a vacation and you come home and you are not living a life that you want to live, you need to, you need to hold off on those vacations because for me, if I'm going, I'm living luxury, the trip should convict me that I need to work my ass off. I'm not looking for five girls to go on a girl's trip with, to take pictures, show my ass on Instagram, and then come home and we're all broke and having to work overtime to get our money back, to save up for the next trip so we can stun on our exes, you know, or the bitches we don't like. You know, all of the dumb stuff that women like do because they want this temporary high, right? So we need to shift the mindset and say, okay, listen, if my money is funny, 100% funny, it's like, why would I say, why would I agree to go on a girl's trip with five people? You know, y'all are always wanting to go on these trips. How much money are y'all blowing on these trips to look like you getting money in real life? It's like you going on trips, you you around the pool, y'all got your thong bathing suits on, your ass out, you probably went and got your body done, you done blew a whole lot of money just for temporary fulfillment. But if you had five women and you can say, all right, you know, everybody, even if the trip is 3,000, okay, 3,000 dollars, three to five grand, that's almost 25 grand if y'all willing to put y'all bread together, right? What could y'all really do with that? Y'all could start a business with that. Fuck looking cute on the gram. Forget showing your ass. Forget hiring a chef, right? Why go out of town, hire a chef just to take pictures and show up for Instagram. And then when you come home, you're going to be shopping at Mary's, okay? Or you buying processed food for your family, right? But you won't risk it all for a one-time experience. I feel like, you know, for me, my goal is going to be to work hard. So that's my life every day. Okay. For me, it's like, hey, you know, I don't want to go sit around somebody else's pool. I was working so I can have my own. Right. It's like, oh, I don't want to go on vacation and live it up for three to four days and then come home and I'm broke. Like we, we really got to change it up because that's the mindset. But it's all about what we can portray online. And I just think that when we get back home and reality sets in, then, you know, you feel like shit. You out of town with your friends, y'all stunting, y'all got a chef, y'all got all this stuff going on. And then you get home and your kids, they, they sleeping on blow up beds. Like, come on, we got to get it together. So we need to A, change our circles. B, get around some people who are going to direct us and say, listen, why we partying? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? What do you own? Where are your assets, right? How is your credit? Are you paying your bills on time? Heck for y'all, y'all don't even want to pay the bills on time. Let me just tell you this. You are not getting over on anybody at all if you are not paying your bills on time. Not having the ability to pay your bills on time, it shows a serious lack of responsibility. Like you're not responsible and if you cannot pay your bills on time, you're never going to be able to run a successful company. Some of y'all, you think, you know, you robbing Peter to pay Paul. You keep on doing happies with your cell phone company. You always a month or two months behind on your mortgage or your rent. 
that stuff is going to show back up in your business. Because right now you all think that, okay, this is it. I have it going on, right? It's like you right now, you're doing a one man show. But if you really want to scale a company and you want to grow a brand, you cannot do it by yourself. You're going to have to pay people. And guess what? If you don't pay your bills on time, then you're not going to be able to pay your employees on time. You're not going to be able to pay your overhead for your company on time. And let me just say, let me also add this in here. I'm getting a little chilly. Um, a lot of you all, you all have that mentality. You don't, y'all don't even want to put no bills on auto pay. <laughs> don't let nobody say put the bills on auto pay. Y'all don't even want to put your credit card or your debit card or your utility bills on auto pay. Why? Why? Because you're bad with your money. Let me just say, if you want to run a company, you're going to have to have email automation set up. You're literally going to have to have Shopify, e-com stuff set up, payment processing, credit card systems. That stuff costs. It has to be on auto pay. If you don't want to put nothing on auto pay, that's because you have bad financial habits. Okay. And if you have bad financial habits personally, please don't run to entrepreneurship because you're going to fuck your money up in business. A lot of you all are still thinking that the money that you make in business is going to be the money that you go shop with. It's going to be the money that you go buy a car with. You know, you think it's going to be the money that you go buy that Louis Vuitton or that Chanel bag with. It's not right. When you're initially starting a business, you don't touch the profit. You everything has to be on auto. But some of you all from your personal life, you've lived a negative Okay, a negative life. Y'all know the negative life. I'm not talking about a negative mindset. I'm talking about some of y'all are so bad with your money that your account is always a negative. Okay, meaning by the time the money hits, it's literally just bringing it back to positive because you've overdrafted your account. Where the overdraft people at? So every time I talk about setting your systems up, your Stripe account or your MailChimp, or your Clavio, or your um, merchant services. Y'all like, I don't want to put my credit card on file. How the hell are you going to grow a business like that? How? And then we haven't even talked about taxes. All right? Come on, JR is on here. JR running a company. Okay? JR is on here running a company. Got what? Two, three restaurants right now in D.C. Them taxes coming out. That taxes is 40%. So y'all out here, you know, you make $20,000, $30,000. You think you had a good month, but you need to take that 40% about it and put that 40% to the side, right? Some of y'all haven't even paid taxes. Y'all just think success is based on social, social media followers. Like, I just want y'all to get out of this mindset. Like I'm watching people go on vacation. I'm watching people buy cars. But you haven't paid the IRS in three years. They will put a lien on your shit. They will. You will wake up and you will go to your bank and they have literally took took the money out of your bank. You do know they do that, right? So I want to stress like everybody wants to be an entrepreneur because it looks fancy. But entrepreneurship and running a business comes with a very big responsibility. I have staff. I have about eight employees with within both of my companies. Everybody is on payroll. 
not only do I have to pay them, and I'm not talking about cash app, because a lot of y'all, y'all sending people cash apps thinking y'all are boss, right? I'm talking like running payroll for your company. I'm talking making sure that people have taxes coming out of their account, okay? I'm talking W-2 employees, all right? Y'all don't want to do shit the right way. And I'm telling you, when you cut corners in the beginning, like paying your staff via cash app, you know, sending them money, you know, giving them cash on the side, paying people under the table, it's going to backfire on you later on down the line. Okay. Y'all want to get warehouses and y'all want to get Teslas and y'all want to go out of the country and do these vacations, but you haven't paid your taxes. You have state taxes. You have federal taxes. If you living in one state and you got something going on in another state, you got freaking uh, franchise taxes. <laughs> Come on. Come on, y'all. Like we, we got to get past the look of success and do shit the right way. So what I will say is this is why y'all don't see me doing like a whole lot of flashy shit online because that 40% hit different at the end of the year. Corey, you need to come on here. Let me let me bring you on here, Corey. Because I just saw you just had your house built. One of my sisters help you buy your house. Get up on here. You got your warehouse. You have your brand. Let, let's talk. I want to bring some. Let me bring some of my successful friends on here that I know. Corey, I'm going to request. But we need to talk about this because you have a, a huge brand, right? And then I also see DSD on here. Come on, Corey. What's up, Corey? Man, man, why why are you giving that heat today, man? Listen, let's talk about, you know, let's talk about what people aren't telling these people, you know? Yeah. Um, did you ever have an experience? Can we be honest? Can did you ever have an experience when you made your first few million and then you realized that you owe the IRS a whole lot of money? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, I think I think one thing that's important is, you know, as entrepreneurs. Um, like you said, it's so glamified, right? It looks beautiful. Like we got one more person we got to bring on here, Judy. I'm about to. Uh, oh, me and Judy was just talking about man. How, come on now. Let me see if I can get Judy up on here too, because Judy, Judy knows. Judy knows nobody else knows. Like we need to have these real conversations. I'm requesting Judy, so we need to have three, four people on here. Go ahead, finish. Let's talk about this. Yeah, Judy may be filming, so she might not can come on, but um. Yeah, I think it's important to understand that, like, everybody glorifies and glamifies being a CEO, right? So when someone becomes a CEO, they're like, let me get a warehouse, let me get all these staff, let me get a vehicle, let me get a company phone, let me do all of these things. But what you need to have in place is your finances, right? And accounting is, is extremely important to your business. That's why you can see, like, somebody like Jeff Bezos, who makes billions, who doesn't pay any money in taxes, Right. And that's because they have things ready. These systems set in place, the right people who are experts at what they do. And they're not cash up employees. Right. We we uh, two years ago, we started using ADP. Right. And we were, we're paying now we're paying all our, our um, people, contractors, everything. 1099 W2s do things the right way, especially when you start to make a little money in your business. The government will find you. So for a while, with Support Black Colleges, we're doing everything under the table. We're kind of doing all of this stuff. And then what happens is we hit our first million. Then we hit another million. We hit another million. And now they're like, hey, hold on. Knock on the door. Boom, 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 boom. Hey, it's the IRS. We saw in 2018, 19, and 20, you didn't pay your taxes. 
So what? what's going on, right? And because your your social security number is attached to your your business information, and because it's attached to your, the back end of your Shopify, they will find you. They're just waiting for the right time to come find you. So I think it's important in entrepreneurship. We look at everything and we like to glorify things and everything looks so beautiful. But are we doing what, it, what we're really supposed to do to maintain business, to sustain business, to keep businesses in our family from generation to generation? And I hate to say it, but that's what the white people are doing. They already have the structures in place and they're passing down resources after resources after resources and the family is just using them. And as black people, we want to do everything on our own and we don't want to listen to people who already done it. And what happens is we end up learning the hard way and a lot of time that costs us a lot of money. So it's yeah. important for us to, you know, like you're on here talking about this. I talk about this a lot. People like Judy talk about it. So many people talk about it. Actually listen, take heed to what people are saying and then implement these things in, their, in your business. Because these are some, like, this is the difference between spending $100,000 in January or not. You know what I'm saying? If you're making some bread, they're going to get you. So this is extremely important. I'm so glad you're talking about it. I'm, I'm here for this conversation. Yeah, and, and you to, for you to come on here and be transparent and say, man, you know, we, we didn't pay taxes for two or three years, and the IRS had to come and get us. And you were making And let's mm -hmm. just, oh, that was profit, right? You were just mm -hmm. out billionaire. You know? Reckless, reckless. <laughs> but let's talk about the process of saying, okay, I'm an entrepreneur, but now I want to buy a home. Right. Nothing, get serious. Talk about that. You just a house and you got your house custom built. Shout out to my sister Kiana. I'm um, all that you work with her and her team on Watson Realty on, mm -hmm. you know, in, in building your property. But let's talk about the paperwork and what they need to see. You need two years. You're going to need two Man. years. Man, and you know what? It was difficult. Shout out to Kiana and the team, man. They're they're amazing, man. My whole team of people that I bought my house with was all black women, from the listing agent to my realtor to my lawyer to my lender, all black women. So I was extremely pleased with the process, and I was um, I've been. It was a pleasure. But I will say this: when it came to um, the underwriter, they wanted so much information from me, right? And so mm -hmm. for me, I'm like, man, I got the bread. I can I can buy this house. You know, I got the money. And so when I'm going, they're like, hey, what's this? What's this? What's this? And what they're doing is they're asking you about every single little charge in your account, especially as, as an entrepreneur, because I just started paying myself in January. So I hadn't been paying myself in my company for years. Mind you, we're making millions of dollars, but I'm putting everything back into the company, right? And so I wasn't paying myself, but in January, I started paying myself. And so they're like, well, I need to see your personal bank statement. I need to see your taxes. I need to see uh, your business banks. I need to see everything. And so when I, there was a time that I had to like catch up on my taxes. And so I had to like file and then submit and then file this and then submit. And what happens is if you don't have that stuff together or the funds to pay what you owe, then you won't be able to get the opportunity that you need. Right. And as entrepreneurs, especially if you're a CEO, they want to know everything because your money is not guaranteed. So what the bank is saying is if I give you this money, can I guarantee that you'll be able to pay it back in four, five, six, whatever, however many years? You have to be able to prove that. But if you don't have your finances straight, then you're going to be caught in a position where they don't know. And if they're unsure, they will not give you money. And then you can't get the house of your dreams. And so this process has taught me so much about just staying organized and, you know, writing things off and documenting it because you can win in the situation if you do it the right way. The thing is, we try to take shortcuts and we try to cheat the system. But what we don't know is we can't cheat a system that wasn't made for us to be successful. So now what we have to do is just follow the rules just like other people are doing. Look at what people are doing to get and bypass these systems. And then we can work with the system in order for us to be successful in our own rights. 
And one of the biggest things that I that I see a lot of that that I'm gonna warn you all downfall if you don't change this way of thinking is is you don't want to pay for quality work. Meaning mm. you would rather go to your cousin that do taxes for you know yeah. Jack or whatever the, whatever company they're working for or you don't want to get invest in a bookkeeper because she's going to charge you five to nine hundred dollars a month or you mm. don't attorney draft up all your uh employment contracts and disclaim mm -hmm. non-disclosure on competes but what i want to stress is that when you don't do those things the foundational things i have those things set up the right way it's going to cost you triple that's a fact and fixing those things push you through more of a headache sometimes than doing it right the first time. I, I, one word that you said that was really key was foundation, right? Everybody said the word foundation. I'm going to talk about foundation really quickly. This is why foundation is so important. If you look at a house, if you look at anything where a structure is built, the foundation is always put down first. So I'm going to give you an example. Literally outside of my house, they're building a house right across the street. And right now, what they're doing is the foundation. Now, over the past few days, they haven't been able to build because it's rained so much in Atlanta. So here's outside of my house. You see that? So the foundation is being put down, right? It's like, it's like real, real, real time. And so what happens is the guy I saw him yesterday, he was like, man, I can't do anything because it's been raining so it's muddy. So my foundation can't be secured. I can't put down the cement because it's too muddy. It's too wet and all of this stuff like that. Now, listen, nothing else was able to move forward because the base of his house wasn't correct. This is how we have to look into our businesses. If we don't start the right way, if we don't implement the right systems, if we're not taking the right classes or listening to the right people about our businesses, what happens is, yeah, we can make money short term and we can get a little money here, a little money here, and we see success. But what happens is eventually your foundation starts to get a little looser and a little weaker. And then what happens is one crack happens over here, you're putting out a fire. Then something else cracks over here, then you put out a fire. And now instead of being a solid foundation, it's just a bunch of patches everywhere which doesn't yeah. look beautiful. And what happens is you end up spending more money on fixing and making things better when you could have had it right the first time. That's and why it's so important to do these things. And what really happens is your business turns into that building in Florida. Oh, what man. Man, exactly. Like you have to... Because the foundation wasn't right. Mm -hmm. It wasn't correctly. Exactly. No shortcuts, man. Like stop. We, especially as Black-owned businesses, like I think sometimes people... They, 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 they expect more of us, realistically. They expect more of us. They want us to be perfect, right? And so already we're at a disadvantage when it comes to the standard that we're held to, and they judge us so much harder. So at least the, at least a bare minimum, you can control what you can control, which yeah. is how your business is started and operating and running. So as long as you do what you need to do first, everything else is just little fires that naturally CEOs put out. But let's get that foundation right. Let's get the start of our business right so that we don't have to go make the same mistakes. And that's why I'm, I'm so willing and able to talk about it because we made a lot of mistakes in our business because I didn't know this was a hobby that turned into me making money that I never did the right things in the beginning to do. So now that we're where we're at, I'm trying to educate as many entrepreneurs as possible so that you don't make the same mistakes that I didn't know just off of lack of knowledge because what you don't know, you don't know. And so when I started getting these things in the mail and the IRS is hitting me up and it's taxes, I'm like, I didn't even, I really just didn't even know. I wasn't even trying to cheat. I just didn't know. And so now that I know, it would, be, it would be wrong of me to not tell others what to do and how to set themselves up for success. They will show up at your house. Let me let y'all know this. Man. Like, had the police come to your house? <laughs>
I remember launching Girl CEO and sitting in my warehouse, shipping out merchandise one by one and thinking there has to be an easier way. And that's when we came across ShipStation. I've personally been using ShipStation to ship all of our Girl CEO merch over the last three years. See, the great thing about ShipStation is you can literally import orders from all of your sales channels. You can ship with any carrier using ShipStation and you can literally ship from Shopify, Etsy, your own website, your ShipStation funnels, and the list goes on and on. ShipStation funnels all of your orders into one simple interface that you can manage from anywhere. And I love it because I can even do it from my cell phone. You'll even get access to amazing discounts with all of the major carriers, including UPS, FedEx, and USPS. Easily compare carriers and choose the best solution every single time. And with ShipStation, small businesses can now access the same rates usually reserved for Fortune 500 companies. That's one of the things that I love. And you can do that without contracts or commitments. So if you want to ship more in less time for a lot less money, just use my offer code, GIRLCEO, to get a 60-day free trial that's two months free no hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com, click the microphone that's at the top of the page. It's right at the top and type Girl CEO. That's ShipStation.com, enter offer code Girl CEO and make ship happen. For many of us, it's back to the office and back to school time. Establishing a consistent bedtime and wake time routine is key because quality sleeps helps boost energy recovery and well-being you all need to learn more about quality sleep for your health and your well-being my back had been killing me and i finally decided to go to sleep number when i got there they laid me down in the bed they examined where my pain was and i even got to watch where the pain in my back was coming from via the screen which is now showing the same exact data on my iphone via their app because y'all know i got the bed and my back pain has just disappeared all right i went to chiropractors and everything you all can think of from having my children just try to just jump on my back to, <laughs> to get rid of the pain but since i got my sleep number bed my life has been different when i tell you this thing monitors my sleep at night it adjusts the different pressure if I turn the wrong way. Heck, it even wakes me up in the morning if I need it to. But it is so comfortable and I can't even begin to tell you all how it warms my feet up at night when I'm cold. So listen, discover the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed now, all right? Right now, they are having the biggest sale of the year and all the beds are on sale. You save 50% off on a new limited edition smart bed for a limited time only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com forward slash girl CEO. Once again, that's sleepnumber.com forward slash girl CEO. To properly provide for their families, most people need 10 times the life insurance coverage that they get through their employer. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare quotes from over a dozen top insurers all in one place. Why compare? You can save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. You can also save $1,300 or more per year on life insurance by using Policy Genius to compare policies. The licensed experts at Policy Genius work for you. 
not the insurance companies. So you can trust them to help you navigate every step of the shopping and buying process. That kind of service has earned Policy Genius thousands of five-star reviews across Trustpilot and Google. And eligible applicants can get covered in as little as a week thanks to award-winning policy options that swap the standard medical exam requirements for a simple phone call. This exclusive policy was recently rated number one by Forbes, higher than options from Ladder, Ethos, and Besto. How it works. Getting started is easy. First, head over to policygenius.com. In minutes, you can work out how much life insurance coverage you need and compare personalized quotes to find your best price. When you're ready to apply, the Policy Genius team will handle the paperwork and scheduling for free. Policy Genius doesn't add on extra fees. Head over to policygenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius, when it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. When it comes to losing weight, the first thing that I thought about was the pizza that I was going to have to get rid of. And I was so messed up about it because I don't know about y'all, but I love pizza. And let's just be honest. It can be really overwhelming when you're trying to find a healthier way to eat because of all the equipment, programs, supplements, and all the different stuff that this wellness industry can throw at us, you know? With Noom, you can take a path towards better health one step at a time. I downloaded the Noom app and I absolutely love it. One of the biggest things that it has helped me with is eating more throughout the day. I was one of those people that only ate one time to two times a day because I was always working and I was always busy. And Noom helped me learn that I need to eat more in order to drop these pounds. Another really cool thing that I learned from Noon was the fact that I needed to eat low density foods. All the heavy stuff, um, heavy meats, that wasn't going to help me along the way. So I'm starting my morning off with light foods and just the process and the information that uh, it gives you every day. I feel like I'm learning more and it makes me want to use the Noom app every day and to track my progress along the way. What I've learned is a healthier life doesn't mean sticking to someone else's strict rules. It means having more knowledge to build smarter and more sustainable habits. Everybody's journey looks different. Noom customizes a program for you based on your personal goal. And 80% of Noom users finish the program and over 60% have stuck with their goals for at least a year. Start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash girlco. And let me just say, Corey has a successful business. Like, they may not know what your business is. So just let them know real quick because they may not know. Yeah, for sure. So, and first of all, thank you for having me. Thank you for sharing your platform with me because your lives be very crazy and lit. But uh, <laughs> yeah, my name is Corey. I run a company called Support Black Colleges. Here's the logo right here. It's a clothing brand focused on getting our black kids back to our black schools. Um, started at Howard University when I was a student. Um, I saw a need to talk about HBCUs in a cool way, in a positive light. Um, you know, back in the day when we used to watch Martin and Fresh Prince, they used to always be repping HBCUs, and I felt like we kind of lost that. And so mm -hmm. I wanted to do something, you know, D.C., I know you're familiar, D.C. and, you know, Howard University just did so much for me, um, and it really <laughs> changed my life. So I, I rock with it, man. I'm, 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 I'm Southeast, Northwest, all of that. That's all, that's all my hood. Yeah. 
so yeah, so now we've been able to um, grow our business. We grew it mainly through influencer marketing. Influencer marketing has been a huge uh, proponent of our business. And I'm, I'm going to show you on my office really quickly. I just, I just put this together. But on this wall in my office, I have all these influencers who basically help shape my business to be where it is. And I think it's so important to understand your journey, your purpose, and the, some of the things that you're doing in order to make your business run. So I, I put this on my wall because it's super important for me to kind of look around every single day when I'm working in here. And I try to say, okay, this is who helped me. This is who helped me. Now I have to keep going because I have people who are depending on me based off of the work that they helped me put in. So, um, you know, I just wanted to show y'all that. And it's extremely important for me. Stay over there by that wall real quick because we were just talking about people going on vacations and entrepreneurs, by, you know, the, the bags and the cars and all that stuff. But this right here, investment in your business, like who has success to get exposure to be able to leverage other people's platforms? Let's, let's talk a little bit about how the visibility for your brand. Yeah, yeah. You, you broke up in the last part. You said something about visibility. What was the last part? The investment that you have to make if you want to mm. get ability, you know, and you want yes. those platforms. That's yes. a yeah. I mean, I think it's extremely important. See, a lot of people don't want to spend money to make money, and that's. I think we we've, we've been taught that it's negative. We want to hold on to every dollar, and we don't. We want to do all of this other stuff. Listen, all those influences in there. I, I didn't necessarily pay for all of them. I, I really didn't pay for any of them, but I invested in a different way. So yeah. I got myself in a room. So if there's a mastermind out there, circle mm -hmm. of CEOs, uh, just a, a bunch of different masterminds are going, I'm always in the room. I'm paying for things so I can have access, right? You, you pay for proximity. And so, so because I'm in all of these rooms. Let me, let me just shout them out real quick. Shout them out to girl CEOs. Because they ain't Go ahead, Corey. <laughs> facts, facts. Yeah, you know we got to show love. So I'm paying for proximity. And what I'm doing is when I do get the proximity, then I'm making the most out of my presence while I'm there. See, some people, they go and they just, they get some game and all that. No, I'm building relationships, right? And what happens is those relationships turn into genuine connections that you can utilize whenever. So for instance, we just tried to get Judy in here. Judy was at my house yesterday. We had breakfast and we were just talking about business and just being an entrepreneur. And Judy is somebody who's making millions in her business. She, she making millions in her sleep. It's, it's light. But what happened is I invested my time, my energy, and even my money in certain instances. And I got into the rooms where she was at. And I got into the rooms with Brad, and I got into the rooms with all these people, and now I'm making my present known, and I'm making the most out of the opportunity, right? And a lot of people, they don't understand how to seize opportunities. And what happens is you get into the room, and you freeze up, or you're nervous, or you have fear, you know? And the thing is, we have to make sure we're, we're optimizing these opportunities and these chances that we're getting, because you never know when it's going to happen. So building relationships, investing in influencers, investing in shout-out pages. I, I pay for shout-out pages all the time. And what I'm trying to do is I'm just trying to get somebody else's audience who has a similar audience as me, but they have more people. I want them to see what I have going on because I know I can be helpful to our community. And so it's super important to invest. Don't be scared to invest, but just do it the smart way. That's all. And one of the things I just really, I want them, want you all to really take from that is get proximity, right? That, that was the first thing. Y'all need to write that down. Because a lot of you all feel like, why would I pay to go to a conference? Why would I pay to, you know, join a membership community? Why would I pay to be around these Man. people? You, let me just tell you, there were so many times that I've gone to events and I see people trying to get close to the person that's up on the stage, not realizing that the person sitting beside you is about to pop off, right? You mm -hmm. so busy 
close to the speaker that's on the stage, but the person that's sitting right beside you is next. But because you're so caught up on the cloud, you chasing the wrong person. That person's about to pop up. I went to so many events where I was not on the stage initially. I'm sitting in the crowd and people didn't even want to, you didn't want to meet me, right? You didn't right. even to say, hi, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Never even look my way. But mm -hmm. then I blew up, but you could have had a relationship with me. That's before. right. Thing that people don't understand is once people take off, it's it's so much harder for you to get access to them because everyone should access them. So the people that normally have access to them are the people that build up relationships, the genuine relationships with them before offer them, right? And yeah. I want to this a lot of you all don't know how to build relationships. You burn bridges too quick for mm -hmm. little money, right? So I want to stress. Building relationships is just more than meeting someone and then following them on Instagram and just commenting dumb shit under their photos every time they post. Uh, right. The second thing you all do is you follow people, and the first thing you do is you ask them for something, mm -hmm. right? You want to build relationships with people, you need to figure out how you can add value to other people's lives mm. versus you first. So we need to really also teach black business owners how to build healthy relationships because yes. always connect people with the intentions of let me figure out what this person can do for me and mm -hmm. after you get what you want from a person you're done and you're on to the next person mm, that that is that's good let me let me speak on two parts real quick two things i want to say first of all when we're talking about these masterminds and just showing up and investing in yourself a lot of people say that oh those are scams man they scam and all of this and what scam means, Neil always says, is scam means still confused about money. See, a lot of people don't understand the opportunity and the money that they can make by being in a room in the right proximity. And that's why it's so important. And also another note is you have to treat everybody like they're the superstar that you're trying to meet, right? So let me give you a perfect example. I, I have a relationship with Tiana Taylor. I met her in Washington, D.C. We were at um, the, the Howard Theater. She was doing an event there. It was her, Karen Civil, a bunch of different people. And I wanted to get some merchandise to, uh, to Tiana Taylor. So I pulled up to the club, I had my backpack on, I had thrown some parties there, so I already knew how to get in. And so what happens is I was sitting outside of the VIP booth for three to four hours. I'm like, it's during a party, but I just got my book back on. I'm, I'm on a mission, I'm not trying to party, I'm not trying to turn up, I'm trying to get to my goal, which is Tiana Taylor, because I knew that she could do something for my brand. So this lady from inside the stanchion started talking to me and we just talking, chopping it up. Oh, I see you've been sitting here all day, like what's going on with you? And I'm just like, you know, I just want to get some gear. Tiana, I love what she's doing. I love what she stands for, man. You know, I'm just here for that. That's it. I'm not here for nothing else. So, okay, cool. So I started talking to the lady. I found out she was from Jersey. And uh, we just started talking. She said she got some kids. And we were just chopping it up. So towards, it was probably like an hour left. She's like, hey, come in here real quick. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I came in there. I was confident. I felt like I was supposed to be there. And I was just kind of chilling. And so then at the end, what happens is we were walking. She's like, follow me. They were leaving. She's like, follow me. So as we were walking, she was like, oh, by the way, I'm Tiana Taylor's mom, who is actually also her manager. So this whole time, I'm having a great conversation with this woman. Don't know who she is, but I treated her like she was Tiana because she was in proximity. Why would I not? If I'm like, oh, no, I'm good. I don't want to talk to you. I'm trying to get to Tiana. I didn't know that I could have just been shooing away the person who is able to get me to where I want to go. So what happens is I ended up talking to her like she was somebody because she was somebody. And even though I didn't know that, you have to treat everybody like they're the superstar because they might be the direct access to the superstar. And a lot of us are too proper. We don't want to talk to the little people. And those little people are the people who can make it happen. So then what happened was once I was introduced, see, it's one thing for me to pull up myself and say, 
hey, Tiana, this is my brand. This is whatever. That's one thing. But for her mom to do it, hey, Tiana, this is Corey, man. He got a really dope brand. And she stabbed me. She stabbed me something crazy. And so Tiana was like, oh, I love it. I love what y'all stand for. A week later, Tiana posted on her page, wearing a merchandise, we made $40,000, right? I stood outside of the VIP for three hours to get her some stuff. And then I made $40,000. Now, here's what's key. After that, it was all about the follow-up, right? I followed up, and thank you, I appreciate it. This was amazing. And then I started to build a relationship. Anything you need, I got you. Even if it's like, oh, you in D.C., you need some food? All right, this is where you need to go. I'll go get it, and I'll go bring the food to you. You understand? I'm going to Ooze and Oz on U Street, and I'm driving all the way to the Fillmore in Silver Spring just to bring her some food. And that's what type of time I'll be on. Like, anytime you can ask anybody who might be of status or notable, whatever, I'll bring food, I'll serve. It doesn't matter because you have to be a servant first. You have to, you have to really give yourself and show yourself to under, so people can understand that I'm not here for one. I'm here to build a relationship. And if this yeah. is what it takes, I am humble enough to, I don't care how much money I made, I can still serve because you're a person and I'm a person. If I, if I value the relationship and I want to build this relationship, I'm going to serve first and then we can worry about everything else later. So that's what it's all about. 100% and I can guarantee you this you all let me just stress this this conversation is a little different and it's not the normal conversation that you're gonna hear right we we're not talking about bullshit and flash like how often do you hear business owners say talk to the, the little people treat the little people you just mm -hmm. never you never know who's gonna be next because let me just right. tell you I didn't forget who treated me a certain way before mm -hmm. Right. I didn't forget who didn't want to give me an opportunity before I popped off. I didn't forget right. how they treated me when they thought, you know, I wasn't doing anything or I wasn't going anywhere or the people who laughed at the labels on my, my products before I had the money to invest in high level packaging. You don't yep. forget the people never forget how you make them feel. Mm, that's good. And listen, your first impression could be the last impression you have on somebody. So you have to make the most out of it. Like you always kind of have to be on, especially when you have a business, you always have to be on, even if you're not feeling great, even if you're not in the best mood, when it's time to get around people, especially in those environments, you have to turn it on, leave all that extra stuff at the door because you have to seize the opportunity. And we always talk about right now, no opportunities wasted. That's what now stands for, no opportunities wasted. Please don't waste the opportunity because of an argument you got in an hour ago with your cousin, your sister, your boyfriend, your girl. Bro, don't waste the opportunity to do something great because what happens is this hour of something that went wrong might affect the lifetime worth of relationship that you could have got if you had your mindset in the right place. So, so important, man. It, it, it's so many things that to talk about. <laughs> like, it's, it's an endless amount of things, entrepreneurship, building relationships and networking that we can talk about. Talking about learning how to build relationships. Let me just give y'all one more thing before we wrap up. Successful people know when the intentions are not pure. Mm -hmm. we can feel it right we can feel when we when we are being preyed on we can feel mm -hmm. we are being targeted right we can feel when you're not authentic right a lot of you all are so entitled and you mm. feel deserve to be able to skip the line and to just have a level of access to people that you are deserving of right i never I never understand when I go on my DM and people ask me questions like, can we go live together? It's like, do you, the audacity of you to think that I'm going to put you in front of my platform mm -hmm. 
of you. I don't know what you stand for. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know how you do business. And if I am going to take you and put you in front of a community that I've worked to build for over whoo, how many years? I've been on social. I've been on Instagram since 2011. That's when I started this account. Wow. One. Okay, you can look at the about this account. It's gonna say 2000 <laughs> that you deserve. Mm -hmm. All right, you have nothing. You have nothing to add to to me. But mm -hmm. you, hey, I'm just gonna put. I don't even know you. Right. I want a tip. Everybody will hear. Please stop DMing people that have worked their asses off to build their brands. Asking them right. live with them because you're trying to get some clout. <sighs> Woo! That's a word. Please stop. Let me just say, we can feel when you're preying on us, right? Corey, let's talk about this. Yeah. What is that you can just feel? What, tell us a story or experience or feeling that you had when you know or you felt like, okay, this person had bad intentions. Yeah, and, and I'll first say this before I even go into that. That's why when I got on here, I said, thank you for sharing your platform. That's, that's why I said that because it's important because the, all you all that are her, she worked hard to have you here. She put in the work, the, the long hours, the getting alive, the, the selling amazing products, the getting the good reviews. So I have to say thank you because what she's doing is sharing that with me. And I need to make sure that I give as much value as possible because this is what her company deserves. This is what, what you all deserve. So that's why I'm here doing that. Um, yeah, I think intentionality is extremely important and having the ability to discern things, right? And so um, there's many times that people all, and I, I made a post about this. Uh, I think it's the last post on my page. People always DM me talking about, let's collaborate. Let's collaborate. Let's work together. Let's collaborate. And so then I say, I always say this, first of all, when you introduce and you come into my DM talking about, let's collaborate, first of all, who are you? What do you do? Right? Because you were in the, the messages, that, that 99 plus section that of, of not in my regular messages. So when I go back there to see, I'm trying to figure out what do you want? What are your intentions? What have you accomplished? And when you lead with just let's collaborate, you're not giving me enough information for me to make it valuable. So a valuable person would say, hey, Corey, I love what you're doing. I see you've done this for my colleges. I've been working on this for about 12 years. Here's some of my stats. This is what I've done. And I think that this collaboration, we should do this with the exact idea. A lot of people come to you and they just want to, oh, I want to collaborate. I want to work together. And then I say, well, what do you want to do? And they say, well, let's, let's think about it. Let's come up with it. That tells me you're not prepared. You want me to do all the work. You want me to use my platform. You want me to use my ideas. You want me to use my resources. And all it does is benefit you. Because most of the time, the companies that are doing that are not as big as you or accomplish as much as you or haven't put in the work. So people, got, people ask me, let's collaborate. Let's, what are we collaborating on? Because a collaboration is a beneficial connection between two parties where both are equally benefited and it can be successful. And it sounds like I am helping. This is not charity. I'm not here to help. I'm running a business. Now, if, you're, if you have an audience that I don't have or, you know, you have something special, something unique that I can help grow and then it will also be a benefit to me, then that's what a collaboration looks like. But people come in all the time and they come incorrect. I think we just haven't learned how to talk to people over social. Like, it's like people don't even start with, hey. They don't even start with, hey, Corey, how are you doing? This is like, let's collaborate, let's work. Like, what about hello? Hey, what's going on? let's 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 rewind that even as well you all you people don't people who have successful thriving businesses that have been built on hard work relationship building and integrity they just don't collaborate with any and let me just say this i i was having this conversation the other night with somebody that i i really you know respect and admire in business because i respect and admire people who have the ability to build their own communities yes. and do 
root work and have an audience that, you know, they have taken the time to nourish and pour into mm -hmm. created products uh, that people love and enjoy and people find valuable. So they have not had to go around and, and leverage other people's <laughs> for power within. Okay, let me just make sure we write this part down. People who have their own communities, right? When you see one person alone that is a force by themselves, that is a whole different level yep. of power, okay? I had that person tell me, like, you have to be careful with who you align your brand with because sometimes we can say, okay, we got this person or that person, this person, this person, that person, they have a huge follow. We're just thinking about, okay, if everybody comes together, how much money we can make together, right? That's, right. that's everything I said, okay? Mm -hmm. I've been there. I've thought like that. I had to have somebody check me the other day, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Right. You built a brand for over this amount of time. You need to relax because you need to know who you are. You're, you, you, you're good. You right. have a community. You have a following. You have people who love, believe, support, and they trust you, okay? Mm -hmm. When you are really at that place, you don't just mix your brand with any and everybody. That's a fact. Because mixing our brands with people, that's a whole different level of responsibility. Mm. Person goes out here and they say some stupid stuff on social media. Now your brand is aligned with that. Mm -hmm. If a person out here and they're doing something that isn't integral, now your brand is aligned with that, mm -hmm. right? If a person is not paying their taxes, your brand is aligned with that. If someone takes mm -hmm. someone's money to provide a service, now your brand is aligned with that. It's mm -hmm. bigger than collaborate for the numbers. Right. right? Or that people are morally in alignment with mm -hmm. the things that the things that you stand on, the energy. Okay. Right. Spiritually, are we in alignment? Okay. Do you mm -hmm believe in the same things that I believe in. If I do a certain thing, I'm going to feel convicted. Shit, you might do something, you may feel zero conviction. Right. Are, are we right on the same frequency? You can't collaborate with everybody. But right. in our community, we just think that if we don't collaborate, we are not for the people. Man. Right? <laughs> Why are we so quick to try to mesh with people that we don't know. You don't know people when they're down and out. You don't know who people are when they're broke. You don't know who people are when they're in the crunch, when they're going through financial burden. Mm. You don't you don't do what they need you to do or what, what mm. they you see a whole nother side of people when you're not moving like they want you to move when they want you to move. That's when you see a different person. So I want to stress y'all so heavy on this collaboration. Mm. And people on your platforms, right? Mm -hmm. You have to be careful with who you stand. That's a fact. That's a fact. I think it's important, it, and, and it's and it's key too. And I think that a lot of people, some somebody will meet somebody last last week and be like, "Let's collaborate." Oh, I've been talking to you. I've been following. I kind of see you. Don't really know. And I, I I'll give you some examples. Like one person I really look up to is Pinky um, with Slutty Vegan. Like that's I love me. what she's doing. That's you know what I'm saying? She 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 just she's just the best, man. She's the best. I ain't gonna lie. And so one thing about her, man, I would love to collaborate with Slady Vegan. I would love to. But for me, what I'm doing now is I'm just building relationships. So if I have an opportunity for her to be a part of it, I'm saying, hey, Pinky, I want you a part of this. Uh, Slady Vegan, I want them here. I want them at my event. 
And what I'm doing is I'm building relationships and I get to see her and her company in so many different ways. And then her team is amazing. So every time I interact with her team, it's like, oh, I love them. They're great. They're great. And it's a direct reflection of who she is. So now if it's something about collaboration, I'll understand, okay, this is how they act. This is how they operate. This is what they stand for. So when I come to you, I'm going to come correct with this is what a design would look like. This is how we would market it. These are the influences we would use. This is the timeline. This, and now I'm so together. And based off of the relationship we've grown, now we understand what it would look like. And then too, on the opposite side of it, not just being the person who's requesting it, but the person who's being requested, don't be afraid to say no. We have to learn when to say yes and no to opportunities. And some of us are saying yes to some things and missing out on the things that we actually should have done because now we don't have time because we've already committed to something that wasn't going to be valuable for us. We have to understand when to say yes and no. Don't be afraid to close your eyes, get on your knees and pray about a situation. Hey, God, should I do this? Yes or no? Is this something that's going to be good for my business in the long run? Yes or no? And so many of us jump because we feel like opportunity will miss us. The right opportunity will wait for you. The right opportunity will come and stay and be, be with you forever. So it's important for us to understand that we don't always have to jump on every single opportunity. Be able to discern what's a good opportunity. Really think about it. Look at it for your business and then decide to move forward or not. Because every single time that I've lost money, it was a situation where I was naive mm -hmm. I with the uh, lane that I was trading in and someone came to me saying hey you know I do this I do really I do you know come on let's come over here and I'm like okay and you know what I did I jumped in prematurely and I was anxious and I lost mm -hmm. yep. every I've taken an L in business prematurely jumping into things because I was too anxious and I was looking for a quick turnaround. Man, that quick, that quick money, man. It's like being in the streets. That quick money only lasts so long and then eventually it's going to catch up to you and then you're doing life. Yeah, and, and let me just <laughs> say to my, my sister Pinky, um, I came down there not too long ago to the, the Circle of CEOs conference. Shout out to my brother Justin. But I came down there and I was like hanging out with my girls, right? Kendra, uh -huh my girls and pinky called me she's like sis um i want you to go with me you know to this it's an invite only dinner and she's like but it can only be you you gotta come by yourself so i told my <laughs> girls i got got it i gotta go to this right someone's home um long story short just a movement by herself and she's put me in rooms right and open doors for me around people that I would have never had access to. She's respected. She's a black woman. She's an owner. Uh, she is self-funded, right? She's very educated when it comes to the financial literacy side of um, building multiple brands and, mm -hmm. and not just renting stores out to sell burgers out of, but also this woman has a real estate business. That's what a lot of people don't understand. Exactly, exactly. Right? <laughs> so a lot of us are not there. She's she owns those properties. She's a she's a different. She's a monster. That's all I'm gonna say. She's different. She's different. That's it. She's it's just different. Different. <laughs> so you, like I, I love conversations with her. We get on the phone. We and we just talk it out. When I see her, you know, we're in a room and just vibe, and she's just different. So one hundred percent. I'm gonna turn this into a podcast. You gonna be on my 
<laughs> Let's do it. Listen, I can have this conversation all day. Like I said, yesterday, me and Judy was having conversations just like this, and it was a higher level conversations. And I asked everybody in the comments right now, how many seven-figure conversations do you have a day? That's the question. How many, this is a seven-figure conversation, right? We're talking about high-level things that can potentially lead to seven figures. We're talking about things that are actually valuable. How many seven-figure conversations are you having a day? Now, this is what's going to happen. A lot of people are going to say zero right and what that means is you are around the wrong people your circle is not uplifting you they're not benefiting you they're not pouring into you look none somebody said none uh people are making these faces like a lot of people are not having enough seven figure conversations see what happens is when you talk to your friends y'all talking about what's on the shade room y'all talking about gossip y'all know everything about everything but y'all don't know how to operate your business right you're talking to the wrong people and you're following the wrong people so you can start here. We're, we're two good people to follow. Pinky, Judy, Super. All, there's so many amazing people that you can follow on here. And some of us need to spring clean our social media, right? You following Instagram models, but you ain't following nobody you can model your business after. That's the problem. You following the wrong type of people. Following people who are on there twerking, but not working. We always talk about this. Like, y'all have to make sure whatever you're consuming, you're going to turn into, right? Whatever you tune into, you turn into. So make sure you're consuming things that are going to benefit you. Things that are going to help you get to your, your business to the next level. I follow so many pages. When I be getting up in the morning, I be like, dang, I need to let me get to work because these folks out here work. I be feeling like I, I, I should have woke up at 2 o'clock a.m. I'm like, man, I'm already behind. You have to make sure that you're following the right people, engaging in the right people. Stop having these $5 conversations with your friends and start having seven-figure conversations with mentors and people that you meet at these events and also provide yourself to be valuable. Be valuable. When you're valuable, people will always be with you because you're somebody of value, right? When you're always asking and begging and pulling and pulling and pulling from others, they get tired of being pulled after and then they can't give you any more. The badge babes, y'all should be going crazy on here. Let me just tell you, the, the information, y'all should be going crazy right now. Like, it, mm. it's insane. Like, it's insane that the, the value of the conversation. Let me ask you one more question so we're going to wrap up, Corey. One thing that you feel like you got from that conversation with Judy yesterday. That. Oh man, we talked a long time. <laughs> so, so actually, it's so funny because when Judy came over, we were supposed to watch um some something called Ecom World, and it was like a um an online platform for e-commerce businesses, like a bunch of speakers. And we didn't even really end up watching it because when we started conversation, it got so deep to a point where I was just like, I was learning so much just off of the lessons that she was learning and the, the things that she's going through currently in her business. And so I, I would say what I took from it the most was um, she was encouraging me to do more public speaking and to uh, get myself out there. And I realized that um, the thing I took from it was you have to start somewhere, right? Because I, I think a lot of times I have these big dreams. I want to speak in front of thousands. I want to do this. And she was like, her first time she spoke, it was in front of 50 people. Just 50 people. And it was like, and now she can, she can say, I'm doing something and thousands will come. So yeah. understand where you are right now in your journey. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't be a, you don't always have to do anything perfect. Just get out there and start. That's important. Any entrepreneur who doesn't know what to do, just get out there and start and stop looking at what everybody else is doing and trying to determine where you're at based off of where somebody else is at because your day one might be somebody's day 100. And it's impossible for you to compare that because you have different times that you're working. So it's important to really understand that run your own race. This is what happens when somebody's running their own race and they're in first place. And then what they do is they look to the left and right to see where everybody is. And what happens? The person starts to creep up on you. They start to creep up on you. You start to slow down when you're focused on everybody else. Run your own race and in due time, you will reach the finish line, right? 
And so one thing for me, like I'm looking at what everybody else is, I'm looking at these speakers and everything they're doing. I'm like, man, I don't know if I'm ready to like, I, I want it to be big. I want it to be crazy. And she was like, hey, just start and let's, let's see yeah. how it goes. And then you improve from there. So that's what I got from it. Out of the, out of all the things, that was what stood out to me the most. It's things like this. Mm -hmm. let, let me tell you what I got from this today. Mm -hmm. Just randomly saying somebody get on my live, right? I'm just like, for example, I know he, he just bought a house, right? Because I'm really, Kian is one of my girls, one of my close friends. And I'm like, let me just pull Corey on here. But what it just made me realize is I need to start having more of these conversations. Mm -hmm. Right? Because these entrepreneurs, they need to hear different stories from different people. Sometimes it's not yeah. the public speaking, right? Yeah. It's just yeah. tell stories. Mm -hmm. Right? My branding and marketing style is through storytelling. I help yes. successful people tell stories, build personal brands, and get their messages out there in a way where it positions them to build an audience, but also allows them to be authentic. Okay. So for mm -hmm. saying it, this just made me realize that more of these stories and these conversations that we're having today, they're really needed. Yes. They're, they're so needed. And I think that a lot of times we can speak at it from like, everything doesn't have to be a high level, do this ABC and get the result. Sometimes we're just having conversations. We're just chilling. I didn't prepare for this. I'm speaking from my actual experience because yeah. I'm a practitioner in my business. So everything I'm talking about is just stuff I live and breathe every single day, right? So I always tell people, there's a lot of times in my business where I don't know what's going on. I really don't because I've never had this day happen before. So in business, sometimes you genuinely won't know. It doesn't matter if you're making a million, 10 million. Like sometimes you just don't know because it's never happened before. So as CEOs, especially black CEOs, black owners, black founders, it's important for us to continue to have these conversations in front of our community because they need to see it. I'm tired of our community not having access to the right information. And then when you're in here, don't be somebody who's always looking at information but not applying information. So if you got anything out of this, if you're motivated from this conversation, what's up, Pri? If you're, if you're doing all of those things, you need to make sure outside of this that you're actually executing don't be so look it's my job to provide the information it's your job to act on it i always say information on me execution on you yeah you have to go out and execute and do the things that you're learning from us that way you can be successful in your own right and then you can get on this call and we can talk about what you've been able to accomplish yes and and another thing i want to stress you know you're successful you had judy over there and she was coming to talk to you but i want to stress this as black people we have to get past the stage of I don't want to ask anybody for help or anybody for how they did it. I am to the point now where I am like, okay, I need this information. How much will you charge me to mm. so that I can make sure that I don't make the mistakes? I don't want to learn from making mistakes. I right. rather other people's mistakes, and I'm willing to pay to avoid making the same mistakes that you mm. have business because I want to skip that step. I want to skip falling on my face. I want to skip going through that. And we we tend to see everything as a competition, but can we know and understand? You know, I'm going to just kind of go back in the hair industry. Back in the day, black men ran the hair industry. Y'all mm -hmm. don't know. I think, you know, we see a lot of women running the hair industry now. Yeah. But about, you know, when we talk about Pink Luster and the Luster family, mm -hmm. they've been in the game many many years y'all know that pink lotion okay that yeah. was many years and back then the men owned those companies now i'm gonna say this and i'll y'all take might take this personal 
but men know how to run business and get money together. But as women, as women, we always kind of feel like there's a competition. When men were running the hair industry and the hair product industry years ago, they were all making buku money. Yeah. And I'm generational money. Mm -hmm. Right now, Luster's granddaughter is running that company. Shout out to Rick. Like, honey, mm -hmm. do, do we know? Do we have family offices in place? Like, right. we are dead and gone. Our children know how to run these companies. When we mm -hmm. say most of us don't even know what family offices are. Mm -hmm. Man, it's important. We got to stop. I, I saw somebody say this. We got to stop passing down debt and start passing down deeds. Start passing down things that are also assets, right? And it starts with us also supporting each other. Because, like, think about this. A lot of us are talking about, oh, support me, support me, support me. Well, what have you done to support somebody else? How have you supported somebody? And that's why I love the conversations. And I'll just give you an example, too. If you look right here in my kitchen, this is a black woman-owned business, Courtney Adelaide. Cool. I didn't even really drink coffee before I started supporting her. And now I drink it every day. And then... I got Prima Donna's book, right? Cookbook, right? And I have a bunch of products in my kitchen. Oh, Prima Donna was here. I think I just saw her in the comments. Yeah, Prima she was in here. I'm, I'm literally utilizing this stuff. Like, we got Go ahead. I said, that's another person, you know, that has continued to reinvent herself and pivot and build different brands, but mm -hmm. never give up. Just keep coming back, you know, reinventing. As an entrepreneur, that's another thing that you all are going to have to learn to do. You're going to have to learn to pivot and reinvent mm -hmm. yourself and come back and, and stay relevant in the, in the marketplace. You can't, you can't stay doing the same thing, right? You have to be able to reinvent yourself, pivot, and come back stronger. So 100% supporting. Are you supporting? You're asking for support, but are you supporting other people? Facts. Facts. That's what's key, because you can't ask for something that you're not willing to do yourself. And a lot of people are trying to ask, 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 but how much are you giving? How much value are providing? Right? And then the thing is, they're like, oh, Corey, let's collaborate. Let's work. I want help on this. And I'll be like, hey, have you got my book? Because I know that in my book, I've taught you all these things, but you want the direct answer for me, and you want it for free. Right? And it's not to sell you. I want to see if you're willing to do the work yourself. I want to see if you're willing to get the tool find out what you need from it and then apply it and then say, Hey, I tried this. This didn't work for me or this did work for me. Can you give me an alternate route? Now I'm more than happy to do that. But the thing is some people want that instant success and don't understand that I wasn't, I didn't have instant success. I had to go through things. I lost hundreds of thousands of dollars. I lost customers. I lost so many things and all those lessons allow, give me the right to be able to help teach others how not to do what I did. Right. My whole goal is to, hey, don't do this because you will lose money. Let me give you the game on how to fast track your way to this because I've lost doing it and I'm okay with telling you that. Let me be the example. I can carry that burden and now we can work on how you get better as a business owner. Yeah, I just, I just invited um, Prima Donna to get on here too. If you want your request uh, to join, but <laughs> hey guys. What up, Pri? <laughs> this thing getting hot. Uh, let me. I got these kids right here, y'all. I'm sorry. They right here on my chest. And my head look a mess. But I love this new feature. Y'all can hear me, but, you know, you got to give me a minute to get ready. Okay. We, we got you. We got you. But let, let's talk about also pivoting and the power 
mm. of pivoting and not being ashamed to pivot and, and come back and, and touch on or get involved in these different markets, how important is it for you to be able to pivot and reinvent yourself as an entrepreneur? Yeah, I think it's very important because if you're stuck and you find yourself in one industry and you're just limiting yourself to what you think you are capable of, you will never pivot because you feel like, okay, I'm comfortable here. I know hair is working for me. I'm going to just sell my hair products. I'm going to just sell my extensions. I'm going to maybe take it up a notch and sell some hair growth oil because it's still all familiar to me. It's still comfortable. And I think that what hinders a lot of business people coming up, I'm sorry, guys, I'm mommy in and trying to talk, but uh, is that, you know, they get, it's the comfortability. If you can get out of your comfort zone, and I know it's very cliche because you hear it all the time, but that's the God's honest truth. You have to take those those steps that you don't even know what's coming after. You just have to believe in your brand, have faith, focus, and go from it. I don't know, y'all. Y'all just put me on the spot. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think it's important because many people don't understand this. You started off with way shapers. You know, you've also dabbled in the, the music industry. And then you came back with uh, your cooking line and, and your cookbook, and, and you've done it fearlessly right? Not worrying about what people are going to say. And every single time you dominate whatever lane and you've done it from an authentic space. You have not stopped being yourself. You stay true to who you are. Uh, this is very important because a lot of people, they can't do that. But what I see uh, from you is just one of the things that I also believe in. It's like we see women like Martha Stewart uh, and they can build brands and embedding and, and, and kitchenware and fashion. But when a black woman does it, she's a jack of all trade and a master of nothing. Let's talk about that, Corey. <laughs> you hitting it, girl. Ooh, you talking your junk, girl. You did your... Corey, wait, not to cut you off, Corey. Like, girl, if... I wish you could see this beautiful smile on my face. I might just let you see the smile. You did your homework. I... And I think that's very important when it comes to being an entrepreneur, you people don't want to do their homework. Mm -hmm. It's just like school. We didn't go through school to all the way to the 12th grade or 10th grade, 8th grade, whatever grade you stopped at, whether it was a GED, a diploma, uh, some college, whatever, you had to do the homework. That's the importance of the teacher giving you an assignment and saying, hey, you're not going to learn it today. So you have to go home and do the homework until it registers in your spirit, your soul, so you can get this knowledge. I can read it to you. You can process it. I can give you the keys. But if you don't do the homework on your industry, on your brand, on the foundation, on who's out there, who's not, who's coming, you have to, how long this, this industry has been trending or whatever the case may be, you have to follow it. And, and speaking of Martha Stewart and Rachel Ray, you know, I did my homework on both of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, you have to do your homework and, and not them. And, and let me say this, because a lot of times we get confused when you say I did my homework on them. I'm not speaking on them as individuals. I'm talking about their structure, the brand, the stores, the, whatever it is that I think I need to know about the industry I'm in. I know that they came in. They not only did they pivot, they ran the market. Mm. So what did they do that was so important? Hmm, I got to do my homework to find out. And that's what you have to do, guys. You got to do your homework to find out why is this person winning in this, this lane or this industry? Not because they're, you know, just a, a brand or whatever the case may be or people like them or love them. No, somebody's doing homework. Support, support black colleges. 
I can I can tell you right now, Corey did his homework. He seen that there was a market yes. that was empty and, and that they didn't have anybody out there saying support black colleges. Now, of course, you see people coming out the woodwork saying it, but he did the, you know, he laid the foundation. So I'm sure all the companies that are coming behind uh, Corey are doing his homework. <laughs> they're, they're studying Corey. I'm sorry, guys. My daughter is really, 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 really. <laughs> but go ahead, Corey. Take yeah. it on for me. No, nah, just the, I, I agree with what you said 100%. A lot of people are, you know, and, they, and some people are cheating on their homework, right? You think you know what's going on because you're listening to other people, but you're not doing your own research. And what happens is based off of the faulty research you receive, then what happens is you end up failing or not being as successful because you didn't really do the work you were supposed to. So for me, I found a market, I found where there was need, and then I filled the need with actual value right? A lot of people, they're not running successful businesses because first, it's a few things. First of all, they don't understand their why. Why are you doing this? What's driving you? What's pushing you? What is the real purpose behind it? And if your purpose for a business, running a business is just money, then you're going to fail. You're, whenever you have a business, it, the, the thing can't be about money because money comes and goes. Because what happens is if you, get, if you win the lottery tomorrow, you're no longer running your business. And the days that you don't feel like waking up and the days you're sick and the days you don't feel good, you just give up because it's only about money. See, my business is about my why, what's important to me, right? Second thing is the riches are in the niches. Find a niche that has been untapped or underserved, right? And people will tell you what's underserved. Oh, we never get our credit in this. We never do this. People will tell you what the, what the issue is. Now you have to solve a problem within your niche. So solving a problem is actually another way for a business. Whenever there's a problem that you continue to hear about over and over and over, there's somebody that they're asking for help. Please help save us. Start a business, help serve. And that's why I think this education space is so prominent right now. All these entrepreneurs who give back and give this game out is because we've been needing it for a long time. And the people who are doing the work and whose businesses are going through it, who are practitioners, they're winning because we're just giving out information that we went through from ourselves. And now people are really engaging with it and understanding it. And it's becoming super powerful. So um, those are a few points as well. And people have to understand, especially as black people, that we can build multiple brands as well. You know, we like, for example, you know, we said uh, Martha Stewart and, and what these women are doing. And it's like, you know, look at the Kim Kardashian. It's like you have skims, you have KKK beauty. Uh, you, she, she has her, her other stuff going on and it's just like there, she has, she's a, a multifaceted brand, right? But it's not a problem when we see other women doing it, but it's always a problem when a black woman has one to three companies or she has a few different brands. We have to look at our brands like tree trunks, right? There's the trunk of the tree. And then you may have, if you have a passion for cooking, there's something there. If you have your beauty, there's something there. But I think that when we say, you know, don't try to do everything, uh, the, it's not not trying to do everything. It is trying to do everything at one time before one thing is running like a well-oiled machine. You have to build those things out first and make sure the structure is there, making sure that business is on, um, you know, automation, and then going to that second thing. And you can grow those brands, but a lot of times we see uh, more Black people starting businesses. And before one really gets to the point where it's running successfully and the structure is set up the right way, they're hustling and now they're selling something else, right? So I want to stress this. We can have those business models. 
we can have those models that had that consists of different things. I have a beauty brand. I have an educational platform, right? I want to, I want you to know and understand that we have to know how to get the foundation built out the right way and build a company up. Because what happens with a lot of black owned businesses is they never reach a certain point. We don't, why, why don't people buy our businesses? Why are we getting, why, why, why is our companies, why is it that our companies are not being built to be, um, acquired and bought. Go ahead, Pri. You you know what I was going to say? That's a great question. And <laughs> I'm sure I don't have the right answer for it. But I, I do want to say this. Um, I don't know what it is about people when they support Black businesses to the fact or the degree that they feel like they are doing us a favor. You are not doing me a favor. You're not doing Corey a favor by supporting us. You are doing yourself a favor. You are purchasing a service. You are getting a quality product because I can speak for myself being a black owned business. You have to work 10 times harder than any other race that is out there because we are already put on. Quite frankly, we're not put on the pedestal. We're put we're put on the bench. <laughs> and it's like we let like they feel like we let you off the bench. We let you in the game. And I don't understand the sense of entitlement that our customers want to have with us and why why they don't feel like we we're uh equal to any other business, you know, race out there. I mean, just prima donna cookware is just as big as any other. Hold on one second. And and let me just say this why why she goes on hold. We have to learn how to build our businesses so that we can get these valuations. That you see these companies have been in the game for one to three years, and now they're being um, valued for twenty million, right? Or they're being purchased for thirty million, right? Because other entities they're building companies to sell them, while we are building them to run them for twenty years. A lot of them are just building companies to get acquired and say, okay, get that valuation for 22 million and bam, they're out of there and they're on to the next project, on the next project. Perfect example. Um, there's, a, there's a great black owned coffee shop. Um, they go there and people, and the coffee is amazing. And it's in LA and I can't remember it. I'm sorry guys, I wish I knew the name of it, but I'm definitely gonna ask my husband when I get off this live. Uh, make a long story short, people go there, they complain the whole entire time they're there, they complain about these people prices for this coffee, for these frappuccinos. They feel because it's black owned, it means discounted. Because the thing is, we have been through years, you know, just less than, you know, it's just like math and equation. It's just always the less in front of black. And we are here. I know I'm here to change that statistic, to change that mold. I'm I'm working hard, not for the money. The money I've already acquired. I could retire now if I like to. I'm doing this on my kids, 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 and your kids, 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 kids can come into the the room and actually have the possibility to own the company. They everybody everybody what we're building guys is something that that I don't even think we all are processing what we're doing. I know for a fact Prima Nana going to be in the history books just because the moves I was making. Ronnie, I want to go back to what you said earlier because I didn't get a chance to touch on it really quick since you got me here. It's okay. It's about all these starting all these businesses. I'm a serial entrepreneur. Good for me. Good for you. Let's say I purchased the land. I got the land space. Uh, for a great amount of money. Just because I have all these acres doesn't mean I'm going to throw a script club, a grocery store, a hair salon, a movie theater on the same land. 
Could I do it? Yes, of course I can. But how would you do it? It's all about structuring. It's all about, like Corey said earlier, the foundation. Corey knows my model. Money is the motive. That's true. Money is my motive, but it's not my motivation. Money is the motive, not the motivation. So you have to find out what motivates you in the industry, in the career field, in the space that you're doing. Even when I had a regular, normal job, when I went to Publix, what motivated me was I like to help elderly people I love when they came through my line. I liked how it made me feel. I hate how long people used to take when me and my family had to go in the grocery store, just, just getting people in and out. I'm a fast person. Everything I do, I execute. I, 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 I'm just really not one of those people that take all day. I'm not a, I hate procrastinators. <laughs> so that was what motivated me. To know that I'm stopping somebody, you know, I'm not going to let somebody procrastinate. Even if a lady come in my line and she looking for a fruit, I'm like, hey, 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 I know what you're talking about. I'll go get it. I help her solve her day so she can get on with what she's trying to do. But people, you have to understand that a lot of people go wrong because we have these amazing ideas. We are magic, guys. We can do anything we put our mind to and anything we think we can achieve. And if we believe it enough, it will actually come true, guys. It will come to pass. That is the blueprint and the foundation of me. It's no magic, it's no mystery. With a little God, faith, prayer, not a little God, with a little faith and a lot of God, prayer and dedication, it all happens, guys. But I want you to know that there is a there is a a, a plan. Mm -hmm. There's then you plot <laughs> and you execute. It's simple. It's just simple. PPE. I know y'all focus on them PPPs, but this is a PPE, <laughs> okay? Plan, plot, and execute. Okay. That's all it takes, guys. You have to plan it. Then you plot on what you're going to do, exactly how you're going to do it. And when I tell you to do your homework, I'm not telling you to go mimic the next entrepreneur and take all the hard work that they did. That's not fair to them. I'm not going to go do support black colleges and exactly how Corey did. That's not fair. He did all the work. But if I'm really so impressed and I really just love what he's doing, Sometimes reach out to these entrepreneurs. They may have a job for you. You may, you never know. You may have something that Corey is missing or lacking because you did the homework. And instead of you thinking you're going to come in, take over and take his spot, you can actually do better if you just reach out to Corey and work with him and say, hey, I see something that you're lacking. Let's get these NDAs. Let's get these lawyers. Let's get this meeting signed up. And let's get, let's get to business because you already have, and this is where a lot of black people fail. You already see the car is built. So all you need to do is go in and inquire how to purchase the key. What the hell are you trying to build a car for if you see it's built? I'm just trying to get in and ride with you. How can I ride to where you going? I know where you going, but how can I get in the car to go with you? And it looked like you made a wrong turn here. So let me get you back the right way. Let me sit with your team, but black people, we don't think like that. Oh no, that she wouldn't be in my business. Oh, she thinks she's she trying to take me out of business and just so she can get big and ahead of me. Oh, she's so selfish. No, 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 no. Get out of that mentality, guys. I don't know where it came from. And I'm not mad at y'all because it's been systematic almost yes. ages. Yeah, we eight hundred. They say four hundred, eight hundred years. You know, look at Egypt, man. Look, y'all, we go that deep. But come on, guys. It's I'm not mad at you. But now that we know. <laughs> That is a trick. <laughs> now that you know better, do better. I'm telling you that this has yeah. been instilled in our ancestors, 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 all of this hatred, jealousy, envy, and belittling and stand up under us. It's, 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 it's an effect that we commonly, we can't change, but we can do better and we can create. So the next generation 
we can start the wave of working together. So acknowledge, support who's already on top. Stop seeing the bigger companies as your threat. Yeah. That's one thing you could take. Now, sometimes you may reach out and a bigger company may be an asshole. Okay, cool. Now you have the keys to do what you're going to do, but still do it your way. Be authentic to your brand. Make it make sense to what you're doing. Yeah, and that's it. And, and I got to go, y'all. But, Corey, you know, I do anything for you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Bruce. <laughs> Good time, y'all. And we thank you, Ronnie. Thank you, Corey. Thank you for being here and dropping gym. Save for you, Free. Make sure y'all go course. check everybody. I'm turning this into a podcast so y'all catch this on iTunes too. I'll make sure I uh, put both of y'all information on there and the links and the websites to both of y'all websites as well. And just thank y'all for tuning in today. It's so Judy just give me, she was like, you know, next time I need to get on, let me know. So I'm going to bring you on next week. I'll we'll have these conversations. Just that girl CEO combo, but we got Corey on today. So we're going to call it the guy CEO combo. Okay. <laughs> Let's get it, man. Listen, I'm, I'm all about the black woman empowerment, man. I think. There is no successful business that I know of without a black woman behind it. So I'm all for it. Thank y'all. Have a good day. Love y'all. <laughs> all right. Love you too. Have a good one. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.